You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to the first Needless Things podcast of 2015. Uh, this is not what I had intended to be the first podcast of the year. Normally, it's me and Bo's look at Masters of the Universe Classics, which we will still be doing, so don't worry. Uh, there, Before this, we were supposed to have an episode about nerdy comic book stuff on television agents of shield and gotham and all that stuff and we're still doing that but you know everybody kind of got sidetracked by the holidays i was sick for a couple of weeks not like sick sick but i I had a cold and my voice sounded bad and it probably still sounds just a little bit stuffy but i'm i'm definitely in better shape than i was and just the holidays are busy man uh, working and and everything else and as you know if you read the site needlessthingsite.com uh if you read the site you know i worked on christmas eve and christmas day during the day what that means to me is i work 5am to 5pm and i wasn't cool with that because i i want to me christmas is very important it was important for me to be here for my son. It's the one day when I was a kid that my dad was definitely going to be fun. That he wasn't going to be irritable. And not that he was all the time, but it was a one day where it was guaranteed he was going to be a, a fun guy. And, and he loved loved and still loves uh christmas you know i look back now and there's just a a happiness about him uh, that wasn't there all the time on christmas day and christmas is very very important to me and i didn't want to be away from my family uh and I, i you know it wasn't great working but it ended up being okay uh after I worked on Christmas Eve. I went over to my wife's parents, and we had a nice time over there. Uh, and then I left early because I was really, really tired. I came home and fell asleep pretty much immediately. And then about an hour or so after that, my wife and son came home. And in that time, I guess because he knew that I was working the next day, Santa uh, came and dropped off all the stuff for my son. So we found that and checked it out. And I got to do Christmas like you're supposed to do Christmas. And then, you know, I went to bed after that, got up super early. And then the next day got home and we opened up our family presents and everything. Because that's always, there's a process. There's, you, you look at the Santa stuff, you look at the stockings. And then you look at the family stuff, which is what's wrapped. And, and we got to do all the parts of the process. And, and work, you know, came in between all of that. But it still worked out. We still had a really nice time. And then fortunately, uh, I was off the weekend after Christmas. So I had a nice long weekend to hang out with the family, uh, to watch the Batman Blu-rays, which Mike Gordon and I will be doing an episode on those uh, not specifically the Blu-rays necessarily, but just to talk about the show and, and watch them and everything. Uh, I watched, finally watched my Blu-ray of The Three Amigos, which I ordered back in October. But since it wasn't horror, I kept putting off watching it. And, and finally me and uh, the missus sat down and watched it. And it's funny because you don't realize how good Blu-ray looks until you watch something I've been watching The Three Amigos. I saw it in the theater with my mom. 
it's one of the I've talked about this before. Me and my mom would go see movies, and I have very uh, you know special place in my heart, I guess, for all those movies we went to see. Uh, we went to see Supergirl, and uh, we went to see Wrath of Khan. And Three Amigos was one of those movies that we went to see. Uh, Howard the Duck was another one, which I actually wrote about in Friday's previews uh, article, that I secretly liked Howard the Duck a lot for a long time, and it surprised me when I found out that people didn't like it. But, uh, so yeah, Three Amigos is one of those movies. I saw it in the theater, and then, you know, bought the VHS. Once VHS became affordable, or, or maybe it was when, when, uh, Three Amigos came out on VHS. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not thinking about the time frame right now. And then I bought the DVD, which being a Warner Brothers release, you know, for a long time, Warner Brothers put out their DVDs in those crappy cardboard cases with the little plastic snap on the side. And they were shit DVDs. They'd be pan and scan. They wouldn't even have, the the flip over option you know if you guys remember uh before hdtv became so commonplace you'd buy a dvd and some of them would have the full screen or pan and scan on one side and then widescreen on the other side uh these a lot of warner brothers dvds were just terrible pan and scan releases with bad transfers so between whenever three amigos came out i'm gonna guess 1986 does that sound good that sounds good to me. I'm going to look it up while I talk. So between when Three Amigos came out and uh, when I watched it the other night, I had watched a, a crappy VHS copy and then eventually graduated to a crappy DVD copy and, uh, you know, watched a horrible, horrible version of it. Look at that. I was right. 1986. So I was 10 years old uh, when I went and saw that in the theater. And I don't know if I got the mail plane joke. But, you know, whatever. So I've been, for the past almost 20 years, I've been watching that movie, a, a terrible transfer or chopped up picture or, you know, bad aspect ratio, whatever you want to call it. And then finally last night, for the first time in two decades almost, I got to see a, a beautiful, clean transfer. I highly recommend you go on Amazon. I think I paid like seven bucks for it. Uh, but it's, it's a beautiful Blu-ray transfer. There aren't really any special features on it. Like there's some deleted scenes and, uh, uh, interview with the amigos or something like that, but it doesn't matter because it's finally the correct aspect ratio, a beautiful transfer. The sound is beautiful. Uh, it was just delightful. And that's not a word I use a whole lot. You guys have listened to me before. You've never heard me say delightful, but it's delightful to see a clean version of Three Amigos, and it gives me a new appreciation for all this high-def bullshit that I normally, uh, you know, I, I, I used to position myself as some sort of, uh, not a cinephile necessarily, but, you know, somebody who, who valued certain things about movies, and now I just want to be able to watch movies. I want to have the time to watch a movie, let alone appreciate some kind of fancy version of it. Uh, we also watched uh, the Criterion Blu-ray of Naked Lunch, which is another one that I had only ever seen the VHS. And I, I didn't even see that in the theater. Uh, I had only ever seen the VHS of Naked Lunch, and it wasn't great. And to see not only a clear transfer of that, but tons. I mean, it's Criterion. You know what that means. So that was really cool. Uh, but that's, you know what? I'm not here to talk about movies. I'm not here to talk about the holidays. The whole point of this podcast episode and the reason that the normal introduction is spewing forth into the episode itself, which is what's happening here, this is just me. I haven't done this in a few months, but I got a lot of positive response the last time I just sat down and, and talked for, you know, 45 minutes or, or however long my mouth keeps going. So I'm going to do it again, and this time, you know, obviously we had that little bit about the holidays, but now I want to take a look at the year ahead. Um, from the start, things already look better than they did at the beginning of 2014, 2014. I don't like 20-whatever. I like 2014. Uh, I don't know why. I'm, I'm weird. But... Last year, at the beginning of the year, I looked ahead at the year, and I was scheduled to work for every single convention a whole year long. And it was really annoying, and I missed a lot of things. This year, looking ahead, 
I'm off for almost all of the conventions, and it, it's the, the schedule schedule wise things look better. Uh, you know, time will tell uh, how the year goes, but I've got big plans. I'm excited about a lot of things, and I just wanted to talk about a few of those things because I already know, uh, you know, a year ahead, I know a lot of stuff that's going to be going on. So let's take a look at it now and see what's going to be happening. And let's start with right here in January. Now, this may not be a big thing for all of you, and honestly, it, it shouldn't be that big a thing for me because I'm... While I have been watching WWE more lately, I'm still not the wrestling fan that I once was. Uh, I used to be able to tell you any move as soon as the guy pulled it off. Uh, I, I used to be able to tell you uh, champions and history and blah, 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 all, the, all that kind of stuff. And I'm not anymore because WWE, while I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm entertained by WWE's product right now. Uh, I, I would say I'm like, 60% entertained. Uh, maybe. So, just entertained enough to keep watching. As opposed to TNA's product, which I was like 12% entertained by. Maybe. I just threw that number out there. I, I don't know. Uh, but WWE has ensnared me a bit recently, over the last year, I'd say. So, I am excited about the Royal Rumble. Now... It's not necessarily about WWE because if if you know me and uh, I, I don't know how many of you listening know me, I would love for all of us at some point to be able to get together and have a needless things party. Uh, but we're not there yet. Dragon Con's probably the closest that we'll come to that. And actually, you know what? We'll talk about Timegate in a minute. Let's go ahead and talk about the Rumble now. So, the Royal Rumble, I like to have folks over to the house. And what we do during the Royal Rumble, we don't just sit here and watch the Royal Rumble. That's silly. We play the Rumble game. Now, I have a few different places that I've drawn my inspiration for writing from. And three of my biggest influences are probably... X Entertainment, which is now Dinosaur Dracula, uh, a guy named Matt. I can't remember his last name right now, but he's he's incredible. I, I don't I don't even attempt. I don't aspire to his level of writing. The way that he writes is so natural and so nerdy. Just go check out dinosaurdracula.com. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, it's fantastic. It's amazing. It's it's the best nostalgia site on the internet. And I became a fan, and he's definitely... That site is a big inspiration for me. Another big inspiration for me is Dave Barry. Uh, again, I don't even aspire to Dave Barry's level of writing. But I'm a huge, huge fan. I, I was reading him since a, from a very early age, and I just I love his writing. I think... He is one of the best humor storytellers ever. And finally, another guy that inspired me quite a bit is uh, Rick Skaya. Skaya. I don't know how his name's pronounced. Uh, from Online Onslaught or OOWrestling.com, which is a website devoted, obviously, to wrestling. Uh, he, for years and years, did recaps and then stepped away from it. And I've only recently gone back to the site and discovered that he's back doing recaps again. Uh, I, I like his writing style a lot, but years ago, he shared the Rumble game. And it makes the Royal Rumble so much fun. And I'm going to post this on the site, because I do, I think I do this every January. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now how to play the Rumble game. And then I'll explain why it's so great. Okay, first you determine how many entrants are in the Rumble. I include this, traditionally it's 30, but they did do 41 or 2 years. So you, you have to know, going into it, how many entrants are in the Rumble. Come up with a system to draw numbers. I get a big bowl. I buy a bunch of ping pong balls from Dollar Tree. I number the ping pong balls with a Sharpie. Throw them in the bowl. That's it. Easy enough. 
Then each person in your group will draw numbers until there aren't any numbers left. Uh, if you've got six people, each will end up with five numbers. If you have ten people, each will end up with three numbers, uh, so on and so forth. You get the idea. If anyone ends up with fewer numbers, they can pick one of their drawn numbers to count double points-wise. We'll get to the points section in just a second. When the rumble begins, each person must keep track of their numbers as the competitors enter the ring. For instance, when, if Rey Mysterio comes out first, he's entrant number one. If Randy Orton comes out second, he's entrant number two. So on and so forth through all 30 people. But it is up to each person playing the Rumble game to keep track of their numbers and their points. Because here's the thing, I'm not going to fucking do it. All right, here are how the points work. One point for each elimination. If multiple, uh, excuse me, if multiple contestants participate in a single elimination, each is awarded a point. What this means is every single year they do a spot where like five guys eliminate Big Show. And we realized a couple of years ago that it, it doesn't really matter. Just give all five guys a point. It's perfectly fine. Don't try and give them a fifth of a point or any bullshit like that. Just give all five guys a point because they all did an elimination. So if five guys eliminate Big Show, they each get a point. If two guys eliminate Jack Swagger, they each get a point. You get the idea. All right, so one point for each elimination and one point for each person that participates in an elimination. Two points for each competitor that makes to the final four. So for the last four people in the Rumble, each of them get two points. And then five points for whoever actually wins the Rumble. Now, if they do any bullshitty stuff where two guys win um, somehow or other, then both of those guys get five points. You don't have to worry about that too much. And then finally, whoever has the most points at the end, I provide prizes. Um, I've got enough stuff sitting around here. Or, you know, whatever. I, I like to provide actual prizes. Uh, if you're going to a restaurant to watch the pay-per-view or something, uh, then the winner, you know, has their dinner paid for. Everybody chips in and covers the winner. However you want to do it. But what the Rumble game does is forces you to get involved in the Rumble. Because the bottom line is... No matter how good and deep the WWE roster is at any given time, the Rumble is 30 people, about 20 of which you don't give a shit about. This makes you give a shit about those 20 guys. Because if you're sitting there, and I use this as an example because he's not my favorite guy. He's funny, whatever, but let's say I've got number seven. And... You know, number one, two, three, four, five, six, all come out. Number seven comes out is Santino Morella. Now, if I didn't have that little number seven, I wouldn't care about what he's doing. But since I've got seven and Santino is number seven, I don't want him to get eliminated. And I want him tossing people over the top rope. I'm into it. I'm more into the rumble than I would have been otherwise. It makes it so much fun when you've got five to ten people sitting in a room caring about wrestlers that they would never never normally care about. And that's another part of the fun is the fact that you get to enjoy people going, oh, shit, I got Randy Orton. Damn it. Like, that's part of the fun, too. It, it really, on so many levels, the Rumble game makes the Rumble the best pay-per-view of the year. I can't recommend it highly enough. And uh, like I said, I'll have this published on NeedlessThingsSite.com. So go check it out and uh, find the rules for the Rumble game and play. Do it. Do it with your friends. It's so much fun. So that's really it in January. February. Let's move on to what's happening in February. All right. This is a big deal for me. It may not be a big deal for all of you. Certainly, if you're not in Georgia, uh, it won't be, although this tour will probably go somewhere near you. On February 2nd, Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish are playing at the Masquerade. Somebody's opening for them. I don't even remember who it is, and it doesn't matter. I'm not saying they're bad, but I love Less Than Jake. They're one of my favorite bands, uh, and I really like Real Big Fish. I've never gotten to see them live, and I would like to. So, obviously, that reveals something about me, that that whole ska-punk thing that was so big in the mid-to-late 90s kind of stuck with me. And it did. I still listen to that stuff frequently. 
It's in my media player. My media player. I say that because when I say I have a Zune, people are like, Zune? Really? I remember uh, a good friend of mine gave him a ride one time, and he, I had my Zune sitting in that little, you know how when you put a non-stock CD player in your car, you end up with that little tray above or below it? to take up the space that the old gigantic factory CD player took up. Well, anyway, my Zune was in there, and he got in, sat down immediately, was like, is that a Zune? As though he might as well have said, is that a transistor radio? Uh, he was very amused. But I love my Zune, man. I've had the thing for 12 years now, I think, and it still works. It's still great. I like the functionality of it. I like the way it interfaces with the computer a lot more than I like iTunes. It's it's a great player. It, it works for me. So anyway, uh, I've got Less Than Jake. I've got Real Big Fish. I've got the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. I've got all that stuff in my Zune. It plays very frequently, probably once a week. I hear at least one of those artists. And I love it, and I want to go see them live, and I'm super stoked about it. So I think it's going to be a great show. February 6th through February 8th. All right. I have gone to Days of the Dead, a horror convention, in Atlanta every year since they started coming here. Uh, the first year it was in Peachtree City, and that was easily the best year. Since then, they've been at the Sheraton downtown, and it has not been as good. And I have said as much in my site. Because you guys know me, I don't bullshit. Uh, I'm not going to bullshit about, certainly not about a con I've paid to go to, but even, you know, Dragon Con, I cover it, but I'm still honest with you guys about it. If somebody's shitty, you're going to hear about it. Uh, it. It's just, it's just how I roll. I would rather, uh, if, uh, right now, we're, we have a, Needless Things has a very good relationship with Zenoscope Entertainment. Uh, we're getting comics from them to review. We just did the contest, which congratulations to Jerry Reed for winning the contest. Way to go. You've got uh, the prize pack is on the way. I already sent you an email. You already know about it, but I guess I'm letting everybody else know. Um, awesome prize pack. Action figure, um, trade paperback collections of the comics, the board game, lots of stuff. Really good contest. I'm so proud uh, that that was our first deal. But anyway, we have a really good relationship with Xenoscope Entertainment right now. Uh, if I read one of their comics and it's shitty, I'm going to tell you about it. And I don't think this would happen because they seem like really great people. But if Xenoscope was like, look, you can't post shitty reviews or we're going to stop sending you comics and stuff, I'd be like, okay, do it. Uh, I don't, you know, I love free stuff, but honesty is what you're going to get here. It's what I've established over the past six years now and it's going to stay that way even if somebody starts sending me free toys i'm not going to bullshit you guys although i think some of you may feel like i'm a little too easy on some of the toy lines anyway and i'll, I'll agree with you if i'm excited about a toy i can overlook some some pretty big flaws uh which if, if you look at my recent reviews of the batman animated stuff coming from dc collectibles you know those figures broke but i still gave them four out of five because they'll fix it and I'm sitting here right now looking at two of the figures that quote-unquote broke, and they look fantastic. And the issues that they had, I guess the issues they had don't affect my enjoyment of them. So, you know, I told you they broke, but it didn't really bother me that much. Uh, other things probably would have. So anyway, honesty, that's what we get here. So I'm going to be honest and tell you that Days of the Dead has three years in a row turned down my application uh, for a media pass. And I think that's, I, honestly, I think it's bullshit. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe I, I haven't given the con the best reviews of anything I've ever reviewed. Uh, and it's because it's, they do a lot of things wrong. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it seems to me like they get their guests together and they say, well, we've got all these guests and that's really about all we need to do. Uh, they're, Otherwise, they're strictly amateur hour. Their panels are not good. The guys that do their panels are not good. And that's what I've said about it. And it's a fact. Pardon me. I'm, uh, uh, hang on just a minute. I'm going to take a sip of my beverage. Uh, 
I'll tell you about my beverage after I finish my Days of the Dead rant. So Days of the Dead is basically worthwhile because we go down there and we get to hang out with our friends and party. Because uh, it's it's much, 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 much lower key than Dragon Con or, or really any other con we go to. Uh, so we get to see our friends and actually hang out and spend a whole weekend with with six or eight people that we don't normally get to see a whole lot. Because it's a big deal to me and the missus to get to hang out like that. Because, you know, we've we've got a seven-year-old son, and we like hanging out with him. And we do that more than we do anything else. So, you know, it's not that often we, we get to go out and just party with friends. So that's what we like Days of the Dead for. So, once again, they turned me down. Uh, I am not going to be covering it on the site. I, I'm if If you're not going to give me media presence then I'm not giving you attention on the website. Uh, that's how it is. I've I've worked hard to make needless things into whatever it is now. And, you know, you, you don't... Some people get a free ride, some people don't. I, and if I feel that I warrant media passes from you and you don't give them to me, I'm not going to cover you. And I'm sure they don't give a shit. Uh, the, the extent to which they might give a shit is if they have read my coverage and don't like the fact that I've said negative things. I don't know. Uh, I kind I, I doubt that's the case. Yet I guess it's possible. But anyway, uh, I'm covering them now, so that's dumb of me, I guess. But I can't not because they've got a bunch of people from Hellraiser, which I love the Hellraiser movies. Uh, I love one. Okay, I love the first two. The third one is terrible, but I love it. The fourth one's really good, and then the, the after that, they're they're still on and off, you know, varying degrees of good. But I love Doug Bradley. I love Clive Barker, which Clive Barker's not going to be there. But anyway, they've got a lot of people from Hellraiser. But the big one, the big one, the guy I've been waiting years to meet, Angus Scrim is scheduled to be at Days of the Dead. Now you know how cons go. I we don't we won't know he's going to be there until he's there, but I've got the man tattooed on my right forearm, so I'm going to meet him. Hopefully, if he shows up, I'm going to meet him. I uh, love the Phantasm movies. The first Phantasm was the first weird Gonzo fucked up horror movie I ever saw that got me into that stuff. So I'm really really excited about Angus Scrim, and I believe I'm going to have him sign my tattoo. And get it tattooed on me, like I did with my Bruce Campbell tattoo. Uh, I, I've got Army of Darkness uh, movie poster tattooed on my left leg. Bruce Campbell signed it nine days after 9-11. How weird is that? And and uh, you know what? I'm not going to go into that right now. Yes, I am. Nine days after 9-11. Uh, and, and for me personally, Bruce Campbell signing my leg was more significant. Uh, that's a horrible, un-American thing to say, I guess. But... It's a fact. Which just probably makes this a good time to talk about my beverage. I have ballooned up like you would not believe over the holidays. Uh, I took a vow to not give a damn what I ate. That's not true. Uh, I didn't take a vow. But anyway, I, I really haven't been... I've been eating whatever I want, whenever I want, uh, within certain reason. I still have my cholesterolic concerns. I'm still taking the Lipitor, which I will be for the rest of my life. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that's low cholesterol that still will make you fat. And boy, I am huge right now. So what I'm doing is I'm finishing off the last of the Angry Orchard Cider and the last of the Fireball because after this evening... I will be exercising and eating right. And I know a lot of people say that, and it's a New Year's thing and whatever, but I, I am. I've got to lose this weight. It's absurd. I need to lose like 40 pounds probably. And and uh, you know what? This is something I've been wanting to say in some venue or other. Uh, you, you know, Facebook, you see a lot of things on Facebook that are annoying. It, it seems to be a high percentage of the purpose of Facebook is to annoy me. But those people who poo-poo New Year's resolutions and say, like, I don't know why you need a date to make a change. Just be strong, bruh. Well, well, you got, just do it, bruh. They're like a Nike ad. 
Uh, you know what? Some people need that sense of renewal. Some people need uh, a specific target goal type thing. Like, on this day, these things are going to happen. Because I'll tell you right now, I was, um, I've been a little bummed out at the end of the year. Because there weren't, there wasn't a lot of Phantom Troublemaker action going on. No MCW shows. I didn't really have any appearances I was able to make because work cut in. Uh, like I said, I was bummed about working Christmas Eve and Christmas. I, it was just I would I wasn't depressed. I don't ever use that word uh, for myself because I know other people are much uh, more emotionally affected by things than I am. But I was definitely a low ebb, and uh, today is the first well technically today is the second but i'm still up so it's still the first to me um and i woke up today reinvigorated uh with a, a sense of of purpose and definition and an outlook on the new year that i did not have on december 31st i spent all day cleaning up the phantom zone I have a downstairs, we've got a downstairs area that part of it's my office. And, and I do say office because I work in here. That's what I'm doing right now. It's work. I don't get paid and I love it, but it's still, you know, this is a job. I essentially have two jobs. One job is my day job that, that sucks my soul away each and every time I do it. And my other job is running needless things. And it is a job. Make no mistake. Uh, it is, I, probably put 40 hours a week into this site uh, or, or into at the very least into being phantom troublemaker but uh anyway i came down here and i've got you know we've got one large room that's essentially the toy museum and then a smaller room that is my office and also a toy museum and i was down here all day cleaning and i felt great uh running up and down the stairs throwing out trash moving stuff around uh i wasn't able to put up the shelves because you 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 have a process when when you start cleaning up an area this big you have to well first i've got to get all of the stuff that can be thrown away away because i've i've got manuals for stuff we don't own anymore uh i've got old stuff for cars we don't own anymore i've got uh had to clean out the file cabinet it's a process so first you know, you you this you look around and you think, you know what, this can be thrown away. I don't need the box for this statue anymore. I don't need this or that. I don't need those labels that ended up not being very good for selling stuff at the Monsterama uh, Super 8 Fest. I don't need, like, just little things that are sitting around. You start with that and work your way up. But anyway, I didn't make it to the shelves. Uh, so, my point is... I got up this morning and genuinely felt renewed. And you know what? If you Jocko guys who say, what do you need a date for? Don't ever feel that. Then, you know, great for you. If you're, if you're always motivated all the time, then that's super. But, you know, don't shit on anybody else. That's, there's no need for that. And I'm really tired of that being what Facebook is about is, is shitting on somebody else's ideals or values or opinions or ways of doing things uh, come on stop it and i just shit on people who like to shit on people so see it's a cycle it's the it's the circle of life so anyway that brings us to march march is exciting because march 13th through the 15th is the great atlanta toy convention Last year was their first really, now it's not, when I say first, it's their first big show combined with Joe Lanta. These guys have been doing cons for years. Last year was the first time they really tried to turn it into a big event and it worked and I missed it because I was working. But this year I'm off and you can listen to an older episode, probably two or three episodes ago. Excuse me. I was like Susie from Curb Your Enthusiasm. I shouldn't have done that. Um, two or three episodes ago, I talked to the folks from the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, and they're they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. I'm more excited than ever about being part of the Great Atlanta Toy Convention because they're just 
Oh, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Wait, 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 wait. Delightful. They're delightful. But they really are. I'm going to be doing a panel uh, on 80s toys. I don't want to tell you the subject yet because we're still ironing it out. But it's going to be good. You're going to like it. And I'm also going to be recording a live episode of the Needless Things podcast. I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing yet. There's a good chance Radio Cult's going to be involved. Uh, we'll see. But I'm so stoked about this because I didn't get to do it last year. And they're just great, great, great people. I'm really excited. And then at the end of the month is WrestleMania 31. Uh, it's uh, WrestleMania, man. I don't get the pay-per-views like I Well, I do because now I've got the WWE Network, which regardless of how you feel about WWE's current product, the network is totally worth it. Totally worth it. So I've been watching the pay-per-views every month. Uh, I don't necessarily have people over every time, but WrestleMania, I will. It's it's the big one. WrestleMania parties are great. Uh, nothing's going on in April that I know of yet. Hopefully we'll have an MCW show. I do not know the status of Monstrosity Championship Wrestling right now. Uh, I wish it wasn't 3.45 in the morning. I would call Jonathan and get him on the phone and ask him what's going on. But uh, that's not an option at the moment. So there's that. May. May 10th is my birthday. I will be 39 years old. Uh, feel free to send me things somehow. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't send me anything. Make a donation in my name to something involving children or animals. Uh, nothing involving plants, uh, no PETA, none of that. That's nonsense. Uh, but anyway, 39th birthday. But honestly, I'm not as excited about that as I am about the fact that I'm off the weekend of my birthday and that two of my oldest and most wonderful friends are getting married that weekend and I get to go. Uh, well, I would have gone no matter what, but I don't have to take any vacation to go because I'm off that weekend. So it's, and I don't have to worry about like, will I be able to get off? Is it going to happen? I'm, I'm off. So that's great. I'm really excited about that. Congratulations, uh, Jeff and Deborah. You guys are awesome. I love you. And I'm super stoked about your wedding. The end of the month, uh, the 22nd through the 24th is time gate. I also missed time gate last year because I had to work this year. I will be back. Uh, I can't say too much yet, but I just talked to the guys that run the show the other day, and I'm looking at doing a panel and maybe recording a podcast there as well. Uh, I love TimeGate. TimeGate is a, well, now it's a Doctor Who convention. It used to be Stargate and Doctor Who, hence the name TimeGate. Uh, but, I mean, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding shitty. Stargate fell by the wayside a long time ago, and that's not to say it doesn't still have fans. Uh, I still, you know, if it's on, I'll watch it. I was never a huge fan. I was never, I was never a dedicated fan, but I do like the show quite a bit. But Doctor Who's hot right now. Uh, there's no denying how big Doctor Who is, you know, not only worldwide, but here in the States. And it is primarily a Doctor Who convention, but they are making an effort uh, it, it still is inclusive of other aspects of sci-fi. So, you know, there will be panels on other science fiction franchises. Uh, I was on a Sherlock panel a couple of years ago. I mean, there's, there's definitely plenty of stuff to do if you're not as into Doctor Who. It's still a fun con. It's, it's a three day con and I have a blast every single time I go. It's, it's really, really good. And again, it's, it's little lower key. So you actually get to hang out with people and talk to people all weekend. And the guests you get to spend a little bit of time with. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. And, of course, as it gets closer, we will have more about TimeGate here. It's going to be a great time. June. All right. 19th through the 21st, Heroes Convention. Heroes is the comic book convention. It is all about comic books and comic book creators. Uh, they obviously, they still have cosplayers there. Uh, because to me, cosplayers are very important to the identity of conventions and to the atmosphere. And they don't... I don't want to get too much into anything that's been going on on the internet lately because it's all basically nonsense. But 
I love cosplayers. They only enhance everything at a convention, and it, it's just it's nice. They, to me, they add to it. So, but Heroes Con is totally focused on comic book creators. You go there, and you can talk to any of those guests on the floor. They're all happy to be there. They're all excited about comic books. Everybody there loves comics. It's just, it's really an amazing time. It's in Charlotte, uh, and it's the 19th through the 21st of June, which I know I already said, but it's always nice to emphasize once you've, you, you throw the date out, and then you hook people in with the description, and then you're like, remember, it's it's this time, so they can go and check it out. But uh, just, just Google Heroes Con, and it'll bring it up, and you can find out everything you need to know. The guest list is always absolutely incredible. It is family-friendly. One of their focuses is the fact that it is family-friendly. It's very important to those guys that they maintain an atmosphere that's friendly to uh, any age, any gender, any preference of any sort. Uh, they they want everybody to have fun. You're not going to go down there and see uh, boobies hanging out or inappropriate things happening on the floor. It's, it's the one that all of us go to as a family, and it's our, our little vacation con. It's a good time. Uh, July, August... I don't know that anything's really going on yet. Obviously, something will end up happening in those months. Uh, August, what am I talking about? I must be crazy because you know what? August brings Monsterama. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go last year to the inaugural Monsterama convention, but I'm going this year. Uh, hopefully... I will be participating in the toy panel uh, panel podcast way. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I, I want to be a part of that convention so much. I'm so mad that I missed it last year. But again, work, nothing I could do about it. Uh, I believe Monsterama is the first weekend of August. I do not have it in front of me right now. But uh, it's, it's going to be... It, it got really good reviews for... A first-time convention. Hang on, it's beverage time for me again. I did it again. Because you know nothing eases a dry, parched throat more than whiskey and cider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsterama in 2015... Oh, wow, I'm totally off. It's October this year, which is much better. Uh, and and I kind of knew that because I do know that I'm off that weekend. I think that's obviously a better time, though, because it's closer to Halloween, which I think is a good thing because Monsterama, close to Halloween, probably good. Uh, we already know they've got Rico Browning from Creature, the Black, Creature from the Black Lagoon as one of the guests I personally was able to announce that at the Monsterama Super 8 Millimeter Movie Madness uh, just a couple of months ago. I was very excited. Uh, but anyway, it's going to be a great time. I'm super excited about Monsterama. But of course, before Monsterama happens, there is the entity, the epicness, the madness known as Dragon Con. I will once again be part of Dragon Con. The only things that I know for sure, I will be hosting another toy panel. Don't know exactly what it's going to be about yet, but it's happening. We will be doing another edition of Whose F Is It Anyway? I am hoping for a larger room. We will see. It's something to be worked on. And... We will be doing another Midnight Movie. Obviously, we cannot show the worst movie of all time because we showed it last year. But we have a few selections. Joe and Gary and I have already talked about it a little bit. And one of the frontrunners will be celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. So you can think about that and probably get nowhere. So, toy panel? Yes. Whose effort is it anyway? Yes. Phantom Troublemaker presents Midnight Movie Madness, or whatever the hell we called it. Yes. Uh, also, 
chances are I will be doing the ring announcing, or not, I'm sorry, not ring announcing, ringside commentary for DCW. I'm very excited about that. I know I presented uh, some mixed feelings about doing that last year, but I, I kind of loved it, man. It was kind of nice being part of things. Uh, so I want to do that again, and I'm going to have to get in touch with AJ and Tiny and Slim J and all those fellas. I still would really, really love to do my Piper's Pit-style show uh, and record an episode of the podcast with all the wrestlers, but... That seems to be a difficult proposition with a lot of cooks, so I don't know if that'll happen or not. But look for me at DCW, regardless of what capacity I may be there in. So Dragon Con, once again, going to be a really big year for me. I'm working on making it a bigger year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And that goes in October with Monsterama and November, December. Man, I don't think I've got really anything to say about November and December. Yet again, I hope we've got MCW shows. I, I would love to do it every single month. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that right now. I know that Shane is very, very busy with your pretty face is going to hell and a number of other projects that he's working on. I know for a fact, he's got something exciting in store for next October, uh, haunted house wise, which uh, haunted house isn't even the right word, but that's all my feeble mind can come up with to describe it to you. I know what he's doing. I can't say anything. But you guys, what Shane Morton has in store for October 2015 is crazy. You are going to have to go. It's going to be everybody as compelling as Atlanta Zombie Apocalypse was, but in an entirely different way. Um, I, gosh, I don't think there's much else to go for. Needless things. I want to do at least two podcasts a month. Uh, and I realize that's not exactly a lofty aspiration, but I kind of fell off towards the end of the year. I had lots of things I wanted to do and just didn't do. I'm going to try and be better about it. Uh, I am talking to two toy companies right now about potentially doing podcast and graded so far. Every time I've done that, it's fallen through. It just doesn't work out because I think there are a lot of difficulties, uh, talking to creators versus the guys that run the company for, you know, whatever else. But I, all I can say is I'm going to promise you guys the very best guests that I can get all year long. I'm going to promise you guys the regular coverage we always do. Uh, I will have Ryan and Jay and everybody in the crew on for Toy Fair, uh, for our armchair coverage of Comic-Con. You know, it's it's we have good times, and I really thank you guys for tuning in to listen to them. Uh, I will be doing another fundraiser this year because this shit's expensive. So, and I, I want to thank uh, Robert. I want to call out Robert. I hope you don't mind, Robert. Robert helps us out each and every month. And I really, it means so much to me. Every single time I see that PayPal notification, uh, it, it really does just warm my heart. Like the Grinch, when, it, when his heart goes boom, boom, boom. My heart just kind of gets like that and glows a little bit. I, I, I can't tell you how much it means that you're willing to contribute to, to us doing this. Uh, and that's another thing about the site. We have Beth and Richard, our regular writers. Uh, I am hoping to add to that stable. I have talked to a few people about doing comic book reviews and uh, potentially other sorts of things. I really want to expand our writer stable because, honestly, I've been doing this for six years, and I'm tired, you guys. I love doing it, and I'm not going to stop, but holy shit, I can't do five posts a week anymore. I just can't. So, you know, if you want to write for Needless Things, uh, contact L Phantasmus with a PH uh, on Facebook. Send an email to phantomtroublemaker at gmail.com. Let me know. Send me a message on Twitter, phantomtroublemaker. Do it. Let us know you want to write. I will, I, over the years, if you look back, I have given so many people the opportunity to write on needless things that have never written before because I want as many different voices as I can have. So do it. Contact us. Let me know. And of course, look for the needless things podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Apparently you can go review it on iTunes. Um, I, I don't know if that means anything. Does it? 
if you want to review it, go review it. That'd be great. I'd love it. I'd appreciate it. I don't know if I'll ever know about it. So if you do review it, tell me. I don't ever go to iTunes for anything. Uh, and please keep in touch with us. Needless Things Facebook page. Needless Things on Twitter. Um, shoot me an email. Phantomtroublemaker. Gmail.com. Just to say hi. Or you like the show or you don't like the show. And of course... It all goes back to the website, needlessthingssite.com. Uh, please go check the site out. There's so much more there than anything I talked about today. We do toy reviews, movie reviews. We talk about conventions. We talk about all kinds of pop culture stuff. Uh, any, anything that comes to us, you know, we I, I don't have... There's not an off switch for me. Like, if somebody gives me an idea, I'm not going to shoot it down. I, I want anybody to write about anything they want to write about. I would love for Needless Things to be kind of an open source type project. Uh, not completely open because I've had to, I've actually had to let go of uh, a writer in the past few years. Uh, somebody, didn't, somebody didn't work out, but uh, I worked retail management for a decade, so I have no problem doing that. But anyway, come to me with ideas. Let me know, uh, but have good grammar, please. I don't even think I said that in a way that suggests I have good grammar, but be able to write well and express an opinion. Uh, be willing to read over your stuff a time or two before you send it to me. Uh, but you know, we're we're not uh, we're not we're not crazy. We we just want cool stuff up on the site. That's it. So that's really all I've got for today. I, I hope I got everything out there. I wanted to get out there. I hope you found some of it interesting. I'll be doing another contest soon. I'll have lots more interviews, lots more cool stuff going on, so please tune back in. NeedlessThingsSite.com, Needless Things Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And you know what? That's all I got. I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com.